What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0.
Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 3. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0 on a Tuesday morning, the 8th morning of November. Good to have you aboard wherever you are listening to us. Appreciate you hanging out. We got a fun show planned today. 
things didn't go the way we wanted last night. That's unfortunate. Obviously, we're not in the best of moods because of that. The Miami Heat dropped to four and seven. We got some NFL news. So, and and we're marching toward this weekend when uh, we're, we're looking for the possible MVP consideration for the Miami Dolphins starting quarterback. We are marching towards this weekend as the Dolphins will look for a fourth consecutive win. They are back at home. They are taking on the Cleveland Browns. So good to have you aboard here. And of course, our title sponsor from day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My friends at Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. I've already told you, I'm so grateful to those guys from day number one. They said, Zaslow, we, we want to be a part of the show. We're behind you 100%. You know how good that made me feel? I need you on the show, all right? So Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys, you got any personal injury you're dealing with, whatever kind of accident, let them take care of the things that you don't need to be worrying about, all right? So again, Anna John Levine, accident attorneys, those are my guys. Send my friends and family there if they ever have any kind of accidents or personal injury that they are dealing with. All right, so let's get things going here. The Miami Heat last night dropped to 4-7. and seven. The Heat lose a, a, a heartbreaker, a heartbreaker at home. You know, you figure the team starts a four-game homestand. It's Portland. You're looking to sweep that ass. You beat them a couple weeks ago on the road trip. It was the only one on the road trip. You get Jimmy Butler back last night. No Tyler Hero, and that hurts. Means you're leading score. But you get Jimmy Butler back last night. It's no excuse. We got enough, right? Got enough. And you got Portland. Then you got two games against Charlotte. All right. The the, the Hornets are are struggle city right now. At this point, though, you, you can't put any games in the win column before you actually play them. You have no idea with this her- with this Heat team. And then you got Phoenix closing out this homestand. So now you're already in a spot because Phoenix, we know Phoenix is really good. Now you're in a spot where, all right, best case scenario, 2-2. Two and two. You know, you can't say with this Heat team, hey, 4-0, got to take all four home games. With a team that was a couple games under 500 going into the homestand, you can't say, hey, sweep the homestand. Three and one's what you were looking for. Well, you already lost one. You're going to win the next three, and the final game there is against Phoenix. So now you're looking at, realistically, two and two. So this homestand is already off to a horrible start, and they stuck a dagger right in your chest. I was, I was ready last night. Now, you know how I feel about Kyle Lowry. Not a fan. Kyle Lowry, really good game last night. And Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry put the Heat in a position to win that game. I was, I was ready. I'm taking my notes during the game. I'm watching the game. Zazzle Mansion, family room, couch. I'm sitting there in my underwear. I'm, I'm making notes. I'm thinking about what I'm going to say, how I'm going to lead off Zazzle show 2.0 on Tuesday morning. Election day, by the way. Weird night last night in the NBA with all the, the timing. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, Kyle Lowry's going to win them this game because the Heat are up by four. The score is 96-92 in the middle of the fourth quarter. The Heat are up by four. And he swung the game in the Heat's direction. The Heat are up by four. Lowry hits a three. The very next possession, so now you're up by seven. The very next possession, strong rebound from Lowry. And he gets the assist on a Max Struess dunk three-point play right there. Now all of a sudden, you were up four. Boom, you're up by 10. Lowry swung the game right there. 
I'm ready to start the show today, giving Kyle Lowry some credit. Now, I guess I am giving Kyle Lowry some credit here, but I was ready to start the show saying he don't win that game last night without Kyle Lowry doing what he did. The Heat go cold after that. The Heat have been very good in the fourth quarter of their wins. The Heat have been very good in the fourth quarter of their wins on the defensive end. Overall, the Heat have not been a good defensive team this year. They gave up 53% shooting to Portland last night. They've been good in the fourth quarter defensively. And the Heat go cold and they can't get any stops. The Heat are down by one late. Bam had a... Look, I mean, can't do it. Bam gets called for an offensive foul. Did, was it Anthony Simons? Does Simons sell the shit out of that call? Yeah. Like, you look at the replay, and it's embarrassing. I almost wish that, I almost wish that they go to the replay, because they called it a defensive foul on the floor. They go to the review, coaches challenge, and I almost wish that the officials are watching the replay, and they say, oh, come on. I mean, look at this flop here. Because... He wraps his arm around, bam. I mean, it was an offensive foul. He wraps his arm around, and, and Simon's, Ooh! I almost wish that the officials, look like, like we, we, we can't reward that. And you're hoping that when they go to the review there, that they're calling a foul on Simon's first, because Simon's looked like he locked up Bam's arm, and then Bam, you know, clearly hooks him. They say, nah, we're just calling an offensive foul. I mean, it's it a pretty blatant hook. So Bam gets called for the offensive foul. Now we're down by three after two made free throws. And then you get the final sequence there. All right. Final sequence. Let's let's hear from, yeah, let's hear from Eric Spolstra here on what went down on the final play. It was like everything stopped. You know, I was looking at Chauncey. I was looking at Justice. He had the ball out and everybody just stopped. I don't think the officials knew what was going on. Um, and then, they, you know, they got into Lillard. That that play reminded me of the baseline out-of-bounds play that happened about four minutes before that. It felt like it was 15 seconds long uh, where, where Simons hit the catch-and-go floater. This one felt like it was 15 seconds. Uh, Lillard going, you know, full court, got the switch, uh, and then made a, a, a heady play. I mean, I, I don't think a lot of players make that play. You know, particularly Lillard. You know, it, it, you want to go for for that that kill yourself. Uh, but that just shows you, you know, the class and and uh, IQ and and trust. Uh, and unselfishness, uh, and just about winning. Uh, you know, he kicked it to an open guy. Um, you probably see that across the NBA. Nine times out of ten, the guy who's dribbling up is going to launch that. And I, I thought we probably would have had two guys contesting that, Duncan and Jimmy. Um, but he made a, a just the, the right play. If somebody's open, he for a count, he hit it. Um, and, uh, and Hart made a big one. All right, so... You heard the coach there, a, a, a crushing sequence to end the game. The Heat are down by three. You call the timeout. Lowry finds Struess in the corner. Pump fake, heavily contested shot. Nails it. Did not see that coming. I mean, I didn't even jump off the couch to react. I was like, like I was stunned that he made it. Not because I don't love Max Struess, but like, I don't know. I feel like it's been a really long time that we've had a spot like that where like we're down by three late in the game and they end up hitting the game-tying shot. Or even game-winning shot, for that matter. I mean, hell, you go to the game right before it. Hero misses the three to tie. Like I don't know. I just feel like it's been a really long time. 
didn't expect it to go in. And and then you get kind of the chaos that the coach references there, where they're, they're kind of looking at Chauncey. They're deciding that they should call timeout. They don't. Then they push the ball up the floor. They're in transition. And yeah, the coach is right there. You would have expected Lillard to take that shot. He finds Josh Hart on the court. I think it's, I think on the television broadcast, Eric and Johnson, it was Josh Hart's sixth, made three of the season. Ten games, six, three. I mean, like you live with that shot. Give Bam out a bio listen here. He says exactly that. I mean, I, I looked at their coach, and he was kind of like, go with it. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he hit a hell of a shot. Uh, I can't really give you a, a, a distinct answer on that. I mean, he just made a great play. When you look at that play all season long, there's been a struggle in transition. Was that just another of those moments, or is it a matter of when Damian Lillard ha- has the ball, you come up and meet him, and those things can happen? Yeah, I mean, anybody but in that scenario. Uh, you see Damian Lillard driven up, you want the ball out of his hands. Uh, Josh Hart made a, made, a, made a great shot. He's right. You know, anyone but Lillard in that spot. And it's not even like, oh, Lowry should have stayed with heart in the corner. I I can't do that. I can't sit here and tell you that he made a mistake there. It's anyone but Lillard. Lillard had, he he essentially had Robinson and Butler beat. And when I say beat, I mean beat that. You figure he may be able to get a floater near the rim. You don't want that. Like, which would you rather? A contested floater near the rim from Lillard or Josh Hart in the corner? It's essentially an open shot. You're going with Josh Hart. Anyone but Lillard. And, like, I sat there on the couch. Shot goes in. It's like, you mother effer. You, like, I didn't even react. I really didn't. Because I, I, I don't know if I expected it to go in. But this season has not been fun. It has not been. It is, it is not fun. When's the fun start? When's the fun start? When does the fun start? That's the big question. We're dealing with that actually with both of our teams right now, right? We're dealing with that with both the Heat and the Panthers. I said it, I said it after the Panther game the other night. Uh, the which one that was was it after the loss? Um, it may have been it may have been during the game against Anaheim, which they ended up winning five three a couple nights ago. But both teams. High expectations. Although I know, I know it's like, oh, you know, the Heat, they, they didn't make any moves. They didn't do anything. I knew this was going to happen. When you get to game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals, there's going to be some expectation. And when you're the Panthers coming off of winning the President's Trophy, there's going to be some expectation. So go to at Zaslow Show on Twitter. You could see Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question of the day at Zaslow show Zaslow show 2.0 poll it is up right now and running you're coming out and voting early and often I love it Zaslow show 2.0 poll it's active right now it's election day who gets your vote for more disappointing start to the season a question none of us wanted to have to ask Zaslow Show 2.0 poll, it's election day. Who gets your vote for most disappointing start to the season? Miami Heat or Florida Panthers? And right now, 
Now this is because this is a town that is dominated by the Heat. The Miami Heat are leading that vote with 92% of the vote. Whoa, it's a landslide. The Heat are getting 92% of the vote, most disappointing. Now, I think there's a couple things at play there. Now, maybe, you know, it could be because, hey, it's, it's a Heat town more than it is, uh, you know, hockey markets, a niche sport. Okay, I get that. Is it because the Heat fan is angry that the Heat didn't make any moves? I mean, they literally made no moves. That the Heat, and I told you, you got to be fair. I gave the Heat a failing grade in the offseason. You can't do nothing. Now, it doesn't mean I'm not one of those Heat fans who was sitting here saying they did nothing and they're going to stink. I mean, they did nothing, but they went to Game 7 of the East Finals last year. Like, my younger son's like, P.J. Tucker, is he the best player ever? He doesn't understand. What, why, why are the Heat 4-7 and seven, and all that happened was they lost P.J. Tucker? He's the best player in the league? No, it's, there, there's so much more than that. Like, for, forget about P.J. Tucker. It's not that big a deal losing, a P, losing P.J. Tucker. But I think that Heat fans are angry because they did absolutely nothing. And then from, from the Panther side of things, is it possible that the Panther fans like, all right, you know, new coach, new system. They're going to get up to a little bit of a slow start. They're going to get up to a slow start, but then they're going to get going. And the Panthers are going to be just fine. So I think there's I think there's a little bit of that at play. Go to Ad Zaslow Show. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll. It's election day. Who gets your vote for more disappointing start to the season. Right now, the Miami Heat are leading that vote 92% of the vote. My vote right now obviously goes to the Heat because I am hopeful. The Panthers are so talented. I am hopeful that there is a learning curve that is happening right now. They're dealing with some injuries. They're going to get Ekblad back soon. They're going to get Anthony Duclair back at some point. They're dealing with some injuries. I, I mean, Kachuk is suspended for one more game, even though they lost. They won the last game, uh, which he was suspended for. Panthers are back in action tomorrow night, Wednesday night, at home. Start of a five-game home stand. They got the Carolina Hurricanes. I hate the freaking Hurricanes. That Vincent Trocek. We all know Trocek was tripped. I don't care. I hate that Vincent Trocek now. So anyway, Panthers back in action tomorrow night. The Heat are back in action on Thursday. Let's take a look here. Uh, yeah, Thursday against Charlotte, then Saturday against Charlotte, and then they finish out this home stand, which is off to a wretched start against the Phoenix Suns. Now, we'll get to some Dolphin stuff in a second here. The big news story of the day yesterday was the NFL. So shortly after Zaslow show 2.0 yesterday, I see there that uh, I was watching. I was watching Dan Patrick show. I've been enjoying Dan Patrick show lately. I was watching Dan Patrick show. See. I'll get done with Zazzle Show 2.0, then I'm doing editing and that kind of stuff. I'm the producer, all right? So I'm doing editing, that kind of stuff. And I'll have, I like putting Dan Patrick's show on in the background. So I've been digging that lately. I've been digging that. And, and Dan Patrick says there has been an NFL coach who was just fired, just happened, just came across screen. And I figure, like, there are two guys who come to your mind first, right? Josh McDaniels and Cliff Kingsbury. I definitely thought it was Kingsbury. Josh McDaniels, year number one, middle of the season. I mean, the Raiders are as disappointing a team as there is in the NFL. Probably the most disappointing team in the NFL. But firing McDaniels midway through the season, first season, that's probably not going to happen. I I had all my money on Kingsbury. Because the question now with Kingsbury, the Cardinals are 3-6. and six. The question is, do you fire him midseason or do you wait until the second that regular season game number 17 ends? 
He's definitely fired. He's so fired. And nope, the news comes across Frank Reich, Indianapolis, which is a little bit weird because overall, he was seven games above 500 overall. He's made the playoffs a couple of times. I think, it's, I think this was his fifth season. And look, they're three, five, and one, which is obviously a shit record. They're only two back. They're two back in the division. You know, Titans lost. They're now five and uh, five and three. Yeah, they're they're two back in the division. But they were supposed to be like I thought. The Colts were going to win that division. I thought the Colts were going to be good. The Colts were like a sneaky contender type team. You know, the Colts have had five different Week One starting quarterbacks. Each of the last five seasons. Five different starting quarterbacks each of the last five seasons. You go back five years ago, right? Andrew Luck. Then Jacoby Brissett. Remember, they gave Jacoby Brissett. They gave him some money. Andrew Luck. Jacoby Brissett. Phillip Rivers. Carson Wentz. Matt Ryan. So, seemingly, he hasn't been able to make it work. No matter what quarterback they've given him. I mean, except Andrew Luck, of course. And they got smoked by the Patriots this weekend. They were supposed to be a contender this year. It seems like something is wrong there in Indianapolis. It seems there, there could be more to it as well. So Frank Wright gets fired. Jeff Saturday is the head coach. Interim head coach. Interim head coach. And Jeff, yes, Jeff Saturday, the former center, of course. Jeff Saturday, the guy who was on your television yesterday. Jeff Saturday, the guy who, after the Week 9 slate of games on Sunday, tweeted out from his account, this Raider team is terrible, and now his first game is going to be coaching against the Raiders this weekend. That's some funny irony. Jeff Saturday, with zero coaching experience. I know, he's, I think he's been coaching some high school team. Sorry, it doesn't count. Zero head coaching experience. And Jim Ursay getting up there, he's the best guy for the job. There's no one more suited for this. Hold up. Oh, oh. Whoa, 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 stop the clock. Hold on a second. The, the best possible coaching hire is a guy who's not a coach. The best man for the job, the best guy possible to coach this team is a guy who's never coached. Now, I know there's a lot of people, you know, you got the whole Rooney Rule thing. Rooney Rule doesn't apply for interim coach. Rooney Rule doesn't apply for interim coach. And I would also say this. You know, you talk about, hey, you know, black coaches, minority coaches, they, they, they get the shit opportunities. They don't get the great opportunities. This would have qualified for a shit opportunity. You, you don't, like... Getting this job right here in the middle of the season. This team's clearly in trouble. They are not in a good place. This this isn't the job you want. Like last year with, what was it, David Culley in Houston? He was one and done. That that ain't the job you want if you're a minority coach. That Houston team dealing with the Deshaun Watson mess, a team that's going to be terrible, and then you're fired after one year because, very predictably, a team was terrible. That's not the job you want. This is not the job you want. You're going to step into this job, you're going to stink, and then everyone's going to say, oh, see, he's not, he's not a good coach. He's not meant to be head coach in the NFL. This is not the job you want. So I don't care about that part in regards to minority coaches, Rooney Rule. Rooney Rule doesn't even apply for interim coach. Here's the part that does create 
a loophole with the Rooney rule. Ursay clearly wants Jeff Saturday. He's known him forever, said he's tried to get him to be the coach of the team in the past, says there's no one better for this job. No one better for the job. And he said, look, he's the interim coach, but he has every opportunity to win it. We hope that he'll eventually be the head coach. Here's the thing. They totally skirt the Rooney rule because there is no Rooney rule for an interim coach. The owner has made it clear. He wants Jeff Saturday to be the head coach, but he's got to earn it here. And then he'll go through the interview process, which you'll have to do to appease the Rooney rule when you're hiring a head coach after this season. If Jeff Saturday goes in there, they're 3-5-1, and one, right? They're 3-5-1. and one. They got eight more games. He comes in there, they go 6-2. and two. He's the head coach. He's going to be the head coach. Like, if he does really well, somehow, he won't. But if he does really well, the owner's already told you he wants him to be the head coach. If he gets in there and does really well, he's the head coach. So whoever they bring in to interview, you know, to make sure that the Rooney rule is that they've complied, those are fake interviews. You're you're stepping in there. You're, You're a black coordinator. You're stepping in there. You're trying it. You're interviewing for the job. You know that job's not yours because the the owner said he wants Jeff Saturday to be the coach. And now Jeff Saturday was very good as the interim coach. You have no chance at getting that job. So they'll appease the Rooney rule at the end of the season. But those are going to be fake interviews. Because if Jeff Saturday shows any kind of sign of being somewhat competent, he's the head coach. So I don't know what you do about that. They didn't do anything wrong right now because the Rooney Rule does not include interim head coaches. But he's got a leg up on everybody now, and the owner made it very clear he wants him to be the head coach. So that's a strange situation. It's going to be a disaster, though. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see, are his former colleagues on television, are they going to be able to say, Saturday, you know, that's a terrible job of the head coach there. Time management, uh, you know, Going for fourth downs, not going for fourth downs, play calling, what have you. I know he's not going to call plays, but you understand what I'm saying. So, uh, Jeff Saturday, he's out there. He's looking like a guy who's never coached before. Like, are they going to be willing, are his former colleagues going to be willing to get out there and be super critical of a guy who it seems everybody likes, seems like a nice enough guy? Are his former colleagues on television going to be willing to get out there and be super critical of him? I, I can't wait to see that. That's going to be interesting. Okay, so it, it, let's get into some Dolphins here. It's time to do some Dolphins. We're all super excited about the team. Team is 6-3 and three to a 6-0. and 6-0 oh, and oh when he starts and finishes games. I think it's something like 13 out of 14 going back to last season when he starts and finishes a game. Best quarterback, all right? So very excited right now. The Dolphins are going on the road. They're getting wins. They're doing what a good team's supposed to do, and that's beat the teams they're supposed to beat. So let's bring aboard here for the first time on Zaslow Show 2.0. And this is very new now. We have NBC6. is Ruthie Polinsky joining us here. Are you going to be okay coming on the program now, Ruthie, where you can see me now, all right? I could see you. <laughs> this is very different from what we've been accustomed to the last couple of years. You know what? I, I love this. I think this is good for us. We have face-to-face. We can make kind of virtual eye contact. Um, I can kind of see when you're making fun of me now. Uh, so it, it's much better this way, for sure. But Zaz, I'm, I'm so happy for this next chapter of your journey. You gave me so many opportunities on the radio, and it helped me grow uh, in my radio experience. So I'm just really grateful for you, and I'm just so happy to be joining you on this, on this you, next phase of your life. And you know what? I, I'll tell people as well. Uh, Ruthie, Ruthie was one of the first people 
who reached out to me, you know, well, it was a little more than a month ago, uh, about a month and a half ago, probably that, that I, I left, you know, terrestrial radio essentially. And, and Ruthie was one of the first people who reached out to me and you were very nice. And I really appreciate that. And, and the part that, the part that I also really appreciate, it's not just, it's not just people who are reaching out to me, but you reached out to me so quickly and that's a we- that could be a weird spot for people because you don't know what to say. Uh, you know, the person might be dealing with a lot and and you were just like, F it, you know, like I, I th- this is what to say. And so I- I'll probably I'm always going to remember that, you know, you reach out right away. A lot of people you're like you're like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say. And, and you just you went right after it. So I'm always going to remember that. I'm really appreciative of that. Hey, like I said, I mean, really so grateful for everything. And I I don't, you know, I didn't know any of the circumstances. I still probably don't know a lot of the circumstances, but all I know is that you have been wonderful to me and I'm really grateful for everything, the way you welcomed me here. So, um, so I'm I'm happy and I'm I'm happy for you. Thanks. All right. Enough of the sappy stuff. All right. Let's get to, (laughs) let's get to, who are we? (laughs) Enough of the sappy stuff. So, hey, you are, you were in Chicago this weekend, right? You were at the game this weekend, right? I was. Yep. Yep. So, I sure was. so give me, give me a little bit of the atmosphere out there because that's a bears team who I, I think they're, I think they're slowly finding out, you know what, we, we might have a quarterback here. Um, I know you went to school not too far from there. So like, ha- had you ever been to, to that stadium before? You've probably been there before, right? Yeah. Um, you know, some people may know that I have a personal connection to that team. If you follow me on social media, um, I have a very close person in my life who is a member of the coaching staff in Chicago. So, um, I am, I'm all on board for what's happening with the bears behind the scenes. I think they have a really special thing growing there. I think the new coaching staff that has come in, um, is really impressive. They kind of have got it figured out. And I think what was really exciting about this past weekend, despite the loss, uh, they've got their guy. And that is such a huge weight off of everyone's shoulders when you know, like, okay, we have our quarterback. Like, yep. that is so massive. Um, and I think that's that's kind of the feeling for the fan base there, too. I got so many texts from people. I'm from St. Louis, so I know a lot of Bears fans. Um, I got so many texts from people being like, I've never been so excited about a loss, which I think is really kind of funny to hear um, that for people who have just been waiting for so long. And it just kind of feels like it's the same thing over and over again every year. Uh, with Chicago. But um, I think what we saw on Sunday, even from our perspective, was that they were right there in that game uh, and competing offensively with the best offense in the NFL. So um, I think it's really exciting to see what we have with Justin Fields. Um, On the other side of things, whoa, I mean, this Dolphins team, again, it was two weeks against the Lions and the Bears and you're a Dolphins fan, you're sitting there like, what the heck is going on? Um, But (laughs) this Dolphins offense, this this Dolphins offense is the way that they can put four plays together and score. It's it incredible to me, and I think for Dolphins fans who are sitting there, like, what we where has this been? This is so exciting to say that we can get down the field and we can score. Um, it's so exciting. They can really do it at will. Uh, Tyreek and Jalen and Tua, this like you know, it's the big three. I mean, it's, it's so exciting and and they're so fun to watch. And it's so cool to see how this offense is coming together. And you really feel good about this team's uh, future uh, when you look at them on the offensive side of the ball. You know, in the preseason, I sent out a tweet. I think it was the game. Uh, was it the first preseason home game? And 
the very first play, it was Tua deep to Tyreek Hill. You remember, we, you and I, I think, talked about it before that game. Hey, first play, it's so obvious. you got to go deep to Tyreek Hill. And I tweeted out right after that, Tua to Tyreek is the new Marino to Duper, okay? And it's like a crazy thing to say, but I don't know. It's, it's not that crazy right now because this is like the best Dolphins offense ever, all right, what they're doing right now. And as someone who has experienced it, I mean, I've been watching the Dolphins since the late 80s. So I, I saw almost all of Marino. I didn't see the record setting season, you know, in his second year, but I saw almost all of Marino. And it's been that long since we've had a team where every time the Dolphins get the ball, Ruthie, I, I, I expect them to score. Every time they get the ball, it's like, all right, we're we're going to score a touchdown this drive. It's just a matter of how many plays and how cool it's going to be and who's he going to throw. Like, every single time they get the ball, Ruthie, I expect them to score. Yeah, and that's what's so special. And, I'll, and I tweeted this yesterday because Tua's growth this year, it was pretty – I mean, everyone knows the dialogue. This offseason is like, let's see. I don't think anyone – and I, I get a, people coming at me on social media saying, like, you were a hater, you were a doubter. I never was out on Tua. I just said, I have a lot more to learn about him. That was really what I wanted to see. And and they put the pieces around him, and everyone was all excited about, you know, Tyreek and Jalen, and you still have Mike Kosicki, and you get a run back, running back, and you get uh, the Teron Armstead, who his, his significance cannot be understated. I mean, he is changing the way that that whole uh, – that whole line operates. Um, and I think that's really, really special. The most important piece for Tua's success has been Mike McDaniel. And that, I think, for me, is what has just been really cool to see in terms of Tua coming into his own on the field. His personality is coming out. Um, he's really just been flourishing under this new system. And what Mike did is he brought in a system that plays to Tua's strength. And which we saw on the other side of the field today with what the Bears are doing. They, it took them a second to figure it out too. Like the offensive coordinator who came, who came from Green Bay was trying to get Justin Fields to be Aaron Rodgers for the first couple of weeks of the season. And I'm, I'm sitting there like, let the kid run. We saw him run and now he's coming into his own as well. And I think that's what the Dolphins have figured out with Mike McDaniel, with Tua, with the system, with the pieces around him. It's all clicking and it's absolutely magical. As someone as someone who covered the team the last, you know, couple of years with Tua under Brian Flores, how how different is Tua this year when he talks to you guys? Just uh, you know, confidence wise, like how how different is he? I I really didn't like the narrative that came out about, about Brian Flores after he was fired through the media. Um I I think Brian Flores had flaws as a head coach. And I think that he probably will be the first one to tell you that he really struggled to put the offense together. He struggled to figure out what would work and he couldn't really organize a staff that worked for him on the offensive side of the ball. And, and I think he'd be the first one to tell you that today. Um, and I think you see what worked for him. And that obviously was on the defensive side of the ball. And in a lot of ways, I think they're missing him on that side of the ball this year. But I will say that I think on terms of Tua and and what the relationship that he's found with Mike McDaniel, and, and I'm sure that part of Mike's hiring process was, hey, what is your perspective on Tua? And for Mike to be, I am all in, I'm going to make this kid good, and I'm going to make sure that the world sees how good he is. Um, that was 
that was his mission from day one from the FaceTime we saw on the plane. Um, and that and that I think is has been really exciting. And and you know, sometimes it just takes a different piece to connect with another piece and feels like you know, those puzzle pieces are are connecting quite perfectly. Um, so it is good to see Tua find his guy. Mike McDaniel has found his guy, it seems, and um we're watching something special. Tyreek Hill not looking so uh not looking so stupid now. You know, talking about before yeah. the season, he's hyping up his quarterback. He's the most accurate quarterback he's ever seen. Uh, he, you know, maybe it wasn't all lip service. May, like maybe Tyreek Hill, who is one of the best receivers in football, knows a little bit about what it takes to play quarterback. Yeah, it's funny because he'll be the first he talks about it in the locker room. Like, yeah, he was living up to everything I said he was going to be. Like, so every all you people that like came at me, like, you know, shut up. Um, so. I think it's it's really fun to see their connection and to see uh, what's fascinating is that Tyreek Hill is on pace for a record season without Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's wild to me when you think about it that way. So um, it's it's really cool for Tyreek. How lucky are we to just kind of get to watch this guy play football so up close and personal? He is absolutely a freak of nature. And, and I love when he did the backflip in the end zone, because I'm sitting there like, if you didn't think he was already enough of a freak athlete, like now you're seeing him do back a roundoff backhand spring or roundoff backflip like in the end zone. It was just, it's just perfect. The chemistry, the vibe. Um, I think I heard this correctly, but I was listening to the Raheem Mostert mic'd up from the game, and he was talking to Jeff Wilson, I think, saying like the morale on this team is different. Like the morale is different. I think he said that. I got to go back and listen. Um, and that's awesome to hear because we're seeing it kind of on the field. So to hear those guys say, no, it's as good as it looks, like behind the scenes, um, it's just awesome. It's just a lot of fun. You can tell that they're having fun. We're having fun watching it. Um, it We could be in for something special this season. It really feels that way. You know, the winning helps. They're six and three. So like when Raheem Mostert talks about the atmosphere and that kind of deal, the camaraderie, like six and three helps. But I do think there's also an element to it. And I liked Brian Flores when he was here. But I do think there's an element to it where, you know, when the head coach is not a curmudgeon, when the head coach is not a hard ass, when you could look at it and see that the head coach is enjoying things. (laughs) I mean, sometimes that, that helps a team move along a little bit. 100%. Um, And I think with this new generation of kind of young players that are coming up through the league, um, I think we're seeing that around the league with this new age of of young coaches, the Sean McVay's, uh, the LaFleur, the uh, Kevin O'Connell, even in in Minnesota. Um, I just think there's kind of this new era, new wave of these young guys that are coming up through the league and kind of need that like positive the hard ass doesn't always work. Yep. Maybe. And and it didn't work last year. I, well, it did. I mean, they had a winning season. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it definitely has affected the offensive side of the ball this year. And that's, I think, obviously what fans, what media, uh, you know, what people are, are looking to see and write about at this point. I got one more thing for you here on the Dolphins, Ruthie. And then I want to ask you something real quick about the Heat. And we do have a Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question today. All right. It's election day. So everyone's got to go vote in the Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question for it. Oh, look at that. You got your mail in. I got to go turn that in today. All right. You got your mail in. All right. You're you're fulfilling your civic duty. All right. Good American citizen. I'm voting. 
I am voting like my reproductive rights depend on it. Good. All right. That. I'm behind that. That's I feel the same <laughs> way. I'm behind that. So, yeah. So one more thing on the Dolphins here. They are, uh, I think it's a half game, one game, one through seven in the AFC. This AFC is a bloodbath. One game separates the first place team, which I think right now is still Buffalo at six and two, and the seventh team, which is the Chargers at five and three. Every one of these games, the rest of the way, this AFC is unbelievable. Yeah, you can. It's interesting when you look at it that way, because I'm sitting here. I I kind of said this on my show on Sunday night. The AFC East is wide open. You know, anyone can win this division at this point. Um, You know, really control any team can kind of control their own destiny. It feels like at this point. But then when you look at it that way, it's like, wow, one loss, man. And you could be out of the playoffs uh, the way that the AFC looks right now. And um, I will say this to me, the defense needs to figure it out. They need to figure it out. And obviously you beat Buffalo once, you are going to go in there in December and you need to be able to have a defense and to be able to stop the Bills because and the Patriots and when it's cold in January. So um, you're going to have to figure it out. Uh, make sure that you can get stopped. Byron Jones doesn't sound like that guy's coming back anytime soon. Mike McDaniel said on Monday, no updates. So. There needs to be something. I think hopefully Bradley Chubb will kind of help make more of an impact as he gets more comfortable in this defense and kind of finds his way. You hope so because you just paid him a lot of money. Um, and so I'm hoping that there are some things that they can see, you know, the next couple of weeks. Then you have a bye week. Then you can kind of finish it out. So, um, man, that, that defense is going to need to figure it out to be able to compete in the AFC because I, I'm, I'm – that's where I am worried. You can get into a shootout all day, every day, um, but you're going to need to come up with some stops when you're going against the Bills, and I and that's where my I get a little nauseous. Were they <laughs> were, were they not being truthful there? You think because you remember early in the preseason, Mike McDaniel said there's no reason to be, kept saying there's no reason to believe that Byron Jones won't be ready for week number one. So and we're we're going into week ten now. So like, were they not being truthful, or do we think there was a setback somewhere? They keep saying no setbacks. So something's not right here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't have any information yeah. on that. So I can't really draw any draw any implications there. But I will say it feels like Will Fuller last year. Remember Will Fuller? We were like, hey, what's yeah. happening on Will Fuller? Um, it's, there's not really a lot of information. They're not giving us a lot of information. I, I love Byron Jones as a human being. I hope that he is okay and that he can play football. Uh, at some point this year, but man, it's really not looking so good. Is there a point when you're on IR that if you're out a certain number of times, you're out for the, if you're out for so much, you're out the year? Well, I know um, that I know they just had to declare that with Austin Jackson, you know, where either keep him on, he's out for the year, or make him a you know part of the 53, which they did. He's now on the 53 again. So I don't know. Great. Okay, I don't know. Um, it's really disappointing because you you looked at that this defense and you say, man, they should pick up right where they left off. Um, and they really simply haven't. So yeah. uh, you're going to – thank goodness you're done with Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields because, you know, that, <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to worry about anything like that too much But um, for the, uh, unless maybe in the playoffs with, with Lamar. But um, I think there's uh, – you've got to be able to figure out ways to create turnovers, get to the quarterback, make sure that you're getting – was there one sack at Justin Fields this week? 
Yes. Do, yeah. Do Melvin Ingram. Could do, do technically could Duke Riley push him out of bounds behind the line of scrimmage. So <laughs> I think, you know, you got to be able to affect the quarterback here and you got to figure out something defensively because to let the Bears put up, you know, 32 points, you're kind of sitting there like, mm. he is special, but it's the Bears, right? So, um, <laughs> and, and the Lions. So uh, when you're going up against these other teams, I- I'm very interested to see what Jacoby Brissett does coming in here this weekend. Because, man, that guy's looking really good this year. And-, and and that's been fun to watch, I'm sure, for us locally because, you know, he's from around here and you want to see that guy succeed and he was here. and um, But he's going to come in here and want to have a show, put on a show. Um, so got to stop him. Got to stop the Browns. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question. At Zaslow Show on Twitter. It's election day. Who gets your vote for more disappointing start? Did you think I was going to say who gets your vote, uh, DeSantis or Chris? Uh, who gets your vote? More more disappointing start to the season. Miami Ooh. Heat or Florida Panthers? Miami Heat. I'm sad. Um, they got to figure it out, but and I and they will. I think I, I'm not sitting here saying they're not going to figure it out. Um, Max Struess, why does he kind of feel like the best player on the team a lot of the time? Um, and and they, it feels like they can't figure out a role um, for Tyler sleeper for them to get last time. So, but I did see that that was a, that was a heartbreaker. Um, got to close out these games and and that's that's kind of something that i think you know is it matchups is it lineups is it i don't know i mean our our defense our defense stinks Uh, our defense defense. has been good in the fourth quarter in the wins the defense was non-existent in the fourth quarter last night uh i mean it's a crushing way that they lost last night of course but it, it amounts to they were up 10 in the middle of the fourth quarter like they they just couldn't get stops it's very disappointing um, because that's what they hang their hat on. That's what they do. And and you're sitting there like, man, is PJ Tucker really that big of a loss? And no. I'm kind of starting to think, you think no? I think no. yes. No. Uh, because I, I will say this earlier in the season um, when they were, you know, two and five, maybe after they were two and five, um, they were talking about communication and how they need to communicate better on defense. And that was always PJ's thing. He was the communicator on defense. Um so you wonder, I don't know, I, I something's got to click here uh, because it always does. It seems like it always does. But this is a team that was a shot away from the Eastern Conference uh, from the NBA Finals last year, and, and they sure don't look like it right now. Ruthie, tell everyone how they can catch you. Are you on television tonight? I am not. I am off today because it's election day and no one cares about me. Um, but I, <laughs> but um, I will be back on tomorrow uh, through the rest of the week. This is like the first weekend in a long time that I will not be traveling. So I'm very happy to be home in Miami. I think it actually looks beautiful outside right now, but I think we may get some storms coming up. I got it raining over here. So eventually it's going to Oh, really? Yeah, I got it raining now. All right. I got it. It does look a little windy. All right. We'll see what happens. (laughs) But I was hoping to get some pool time in this week, not going my way. Um, People in Chicago were like, you live in Miami? They're not tan. They're not that tan. I was like, I mean, yeah, we're not, we're like, not I'm all, busy. yeah, we're not, uh, first of all, you're, you're, ta- you're perfectly fine. I mean, I'm the one that people would look at and say, how do you live in South Florida? But not all of us are very tan. Not all of us. I, I was, I was like, 
okay, I'm busy. Like I'm work. I'm not just like laying at the pool all day. Right. Like it's the busiest time of year. Right. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I'm here. I'll be back on the air tomorrow. Sports final. Um, I got to do it from Detroit last weekend. I did it from, from Chicago this past weekend, this weekend, back in Florida, back in my little abode. Um, so we'll be, uh, we got you covered all week. Excited to hear what, um, the Dolphins are going to talk about this week. Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's a fun, it's a fun season right now. It's just covering this team and it's fun when the vibes are good and everyone's happy. So they face that little bit of adversity with the quarterbacks, the losing streak. They bounce back really nicely. Shout out to Tua Tungo by Lola because that man has certainly proved himself Tough this kid. year and, and he is, uh, is deserves all the recognition. I mean, in the MVP conversation, yeah. in the Pro Bowl conversation, it's uh, it's it's so good to see. Yeah, I, I love sports. I love sports. I love seeing guys overcome adversity and proving people wrong. That's why we do this. Um, so shout out to us for that. Ruthie, excellent job. Uh, it's it's good to have you back aboard the show. As I, I start to get the hang of all the technical issues, I'm getting more and more comfortable. We could start having you on regularly again. So we're, we're, we're back in the mix here, Ruthie. Perfect. It's fun. I did have to do my makeup for you, though, this time, which I don't normally have to do on the radio, so that's a little bit of an <laughs> So, uh, so uh, we'll, we'll, uh, I'll just plan an extra, you know, 15 minutes for you in these windows, but I'm happy to come on anytime. Excellent. Thanks, Ruthie. Excellent job there. Ruthie Polinski, again, one of our favorites. Appreciate her. See, I'm getting, I'm getting the hang of all the technology. I, t- I told you already. You know, I'm, I'm the producer. I do all the editing, all right? We, we got a very big crew here. But I'm at a place now where I'm, I'm more and more comfortable with that. So we'll start getting people like Ruthie on regularly. Hey, I think we're going to get back to doing our fantasy football segments. We missed out on doing fantasy football. Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports Fantasy Football. He'll join us later on this week. All right, so we'll get him back in the, in the flow, in the mix of things here. All right, let's do a little update as far as the NBA. Now, last night, last night you had every team in action. You had 15 games. Every team was in action yesterday, and every game started uh, uh, 15 minutes. It's, it, it's starting at 7 p.m., 7, 7.15, 7.30, 7.45, 8, all the way up till 10.30. Every 15 minutes, a game started. And every I, I guess the theory there is, because they're all saying something before the games, so they're staggering the starts, they want everyone to, I guess, be heard as far as election stuff. You know, the NBA is way into all of that. And yes, they, they staggered. That's why the Heat were playing at 8.30. The Heat were the 8.30 game, all right? So every game was staggered. It was like, if you had NBA League Pass, you're, you can catch the end of every game last night. That's pretty cool. Uh, so anyway, I mean, the things that stood out as far as the NBA last night, you had Philadelphia beat Phoenix. Uh, Embiid came back 33 points, 10 rebounds. Philly struggle in their five and six. Now Atlanta, there are no more undefeated teams minus Trey young. Atlanta beat Milwaukee 117 98. It's Milwaukee's first loss of the year. They are nine and one. Giannis had 25 Boston, Boston looking like, I mean, Boston and Milwaukee really look like a cut above everybody else in the Eastern conference. Boston 109 106 at Memphis. Tatum at th- at 39. Dallas beats Brooklyn. We're all keeping an eye on and rooting against Brooklyn. Dallas beat Brooklyn 96-94. Luka, right now, right now, we already gave you an MVP update uh, a few days ago. The MVP of the NBA on November 8th is Giannis. But Luka's right behind him. Luka at 36 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. Now that Milwaukee lost, 
Luka's going to inch a little bit closer. Milwaukee, not going to go 82-0. Because if they were going to be 82-0, Giannis likely wins MVP. So Luka inches a little bit closer with Milwaukee's loss last night. The Nets dropped to 4-7, and seven, hate them. Uh, the Clippers desperately needed a win. They beat Cleveland 119-117. Uh, Kawhi George, Kawhi Leonard never plays. Clippers are now 6-5, and five, and Cleveland 8-2. and two. Uh, As surprising a team as there is in the NBA. Cleveland, maybe it shouldn't be so surprising. I guess that they were 8-1, and one. that's surprising. Yeah, that's an elite record. So there you go. A little NBA for you right there. Oh, my television right now. They got, they got Keyshawn Johnson uh, talking about the Dolphins. Uh, the, the king of Cuck Mountain. Keyshawn Johnson right there. Oh, my God. Uh, such such a Dolphin hater. That's right. Keyshawn Johnson, the king of Cuck Mountain. That's right. All right. So, we got no Panthers tonight. They're back in action tomorrow. No Heat tonight. No NBA tonight, period. Because it's election day. So what do we got going on? I mean, you know, Tuesday night, we got a little WWE NXT. Make sure you listen to the debut episode this past weekend under the Zaslow Show 2.0 umbrella. It's still real to me, myself, my co-host, Joey Levin. Go back, listen to it. It's still real to me. It was the debut episode. We recapped WWE Crown Jewel. Last night, had my stories, WWE Raw. I need to catch up on that. I'm only halfway through the show. And of course, this Saturday, second episode ever of It's Still Real to Me, presented by uh, Zaslow Show 2.0. It's still real to me this Saturday. We'll recap all the big week's happenings in WWE and AEW. So you got a little NXT tonight as far as uh, the, the sports entertainment goes. But like I said, no Heat, no Panthers. We got no NFL. I'm going to see Adam Sandler tonight. That's right. All right. You can see your boy, two-time champion broadcaster. If you see someone who you think looks like me walking around that Hard Rock Live, it is me. All right, my wife and I, we are going to see Adam Sandler tonight at the Hard Rock Live. Hoping the weather holds up nicely enough. There you have it. All right, let's do some big deal, not a big deal. Okay, so you know how we close every show. Big deal or not a big deal. Number one, I got a few here for you. Number one, Adam Sandler. Is that a big deal or not a big deal? I just told you that I'm going... Yes, it is a big deal. My wife and I, we love going to comedy shows. She especially, she loves Adam Sandler. We saw him uh, within the last two years, like a year and a half ago. I didn't know how great it was going to be. Very funny. Really good. He puts on almost like a concert. Like most of the show, like he's doing songs. All right. So I wasn't really sure what to think of it. Loved it. Thought he was great. So seeing Adam Sandler tonight, that's a big deal. Number two. Big deal or not a big deal that Kyrie Irving, he, he has a, he has an anti-semi-checklist that he has to complete in order to come back to the Brooklyn Nets. So Kyrie Irving, apparently this is what he's got to do. Kyrie Irving, in order to come back to the team, he's got to apologize and condemn the movie. He didn't really condemn the movie. He apologized after a week. Kyrie Irving has to do that. He has to give uh, a $500,000 donation to anti-hate causes. He has to go through sensitivity training. Has to go through anti-Semitic training. He has to meet with the Anti-Defamation League and Jewish leaders. And he has to meet with Joe Psy to demonstrate his understanding. And apparently he has been ignoring Joe Psy, not returning any calls or text messages. Can you imagine, like, like what, other, what other business, what other walk of life can your boss continually try and get in touch with you? And you just ghost him. And like it's okay. He's 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 a he's a douchebag. He's a piece of shit, Kyrie. I'm sorry. Now, Jalen Brown spoke out about this today, or it was probably last night actually after the game. How the union is likely going to appeal 
these conditions. This is a big deal because the condition I think that the union is probably not so pleased with and also, like, I got to be fair. I got to look at him like, I don't know about that. Can you force him to spend $500,000 on something, on anything? You know, that's not a fine. Can you force him to donate any amount of money to any cause? Like a $500,000 donation anti-hate causes. And the ADL already denied his his donation because, you know, he didn't fulfill his, his agreement in the initial statement they put out because he's a douchebag. But I got to be honest, like that, that part's a little bit fishy. Can you force a player to donate money to a specific cause? That's a little bit strange to me. I got to be honest. And then I saw this report here. Mark Stein said yesterday, there's a feeling that Brooklyn's remedial measures list, uh, I, I like to call it the Kyrie anti-Semite checklist, was crafted with the knowledge that Kyrie Irving would be unlikely to complete all six items and could lead to a potential outright release. And I think what that means is a potential outright release, meaning they won't pay him anymore. So, I don't know. I don't know that Kyrie's completing all that stuff. But the $500,000 donation, I gotta be honest, that's that's a little bit fishy. That's a little bit fishy. All right, finally, big deal or not a big deal? Indianapolis Colts owner, Jim Ursay. Give this a listen here. He's he's using a a little bit of Scott Steiner math here. We're the fourth winningest franchise in the league since 2000. All right, that means in the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's rare air. Okay, I don't know what what a quartile is. But now you're saying to yourself, I don't know what Scott Steiner math is. Of course, if you're a pro wrestling fan, you know about Scott Steiner math. If you don't know about Scott Steiner math, here you go. You got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning. Because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance, minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning, if we used to go one-on-one, and then add 66 and two-thirds percents, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. So Jim Ursay using a little bit of Scott Steiner Matt there. I'm going to go big deal. I, I don't know what Scott Steiner's talking about there, Big Papa Pump. I don't know what a quartile is, so I don't know what Jim Ursay's talking about there either. So Jim Ursay using Scott Steiner math. That's a big deal right there. And that is today's edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. All right. Fun show today. Thanks a lot to Ruthie Polinsky for joining us earlier. Thanks to everybody involved in making the show happen today. Excellent job out of everybody. Hope you get out there and vote if you're inclined to. You want to perform your civic duty, go out there and do it. Be a great American citizen. Hope everybody stays safe. We're going to start to get a little bit of bad weather, I think. Uh, hopefully everything will be okay tomorrow. Just make sure that you're safe. We'll talk to you on Zazzle Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know with that. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. 
I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.